0: What's up everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between four and six PM on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the Spring Rodeo, swing by the MSU Bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, go check out the Montana State Bookstore, located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, is Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Today. a day. I had to chug my riot before we even came on the air. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. on is now ESPN Radio. It was snowing today around noon. That was completely consuming my thoughts while I was trying to break the scoop on the new Montana State men's basketball coach. Well, no scoop to be had, but we did have the candidates all the way nailed down. If you've been following Skyline Sports all weekend long, you know we've been keeping you up to date as much as we possibly could. I knew the announcement was coming today. I knew it was down to two guys, and then boom, they dropped the news about 1 p.m. And Montana State does have a new men's basketball coach. He's a guy that people around Montana and even people around Missoula might have heard of. Matt Logie, who spent eight seasons at Whitworth and four seasons, the last four seasons, at Point Loma. He's the new head man taking over for Danny Sprinkle. That was one of many pieces of news regarding Montana State men's basketball and also, at large, the Big Sky Conference from over the weekend. So, even though basketball season is several weeks now in the rearview at the college level and more than a month in the rearview at the high school level, our basketball-heavy shows roll on. We're going to talk all things Big Sky Conference, Montana State basketball, and just sort of the state of the Big Sky Conference I have an interesting question to share uh, and to discuss with our guy Andrew Houghton, Uh, that'll all be part of the Montana Basketball Hour right here off the top of the show here to get you started on your Monday. We also then will talk NFL. (laughs) Five years ago, if you would have told me, that Jalen Hurts was going to be the highest paid player in NFL history when he was in the midst of coming off of an injury and then basically being exiled from Alabama, and then transferring to Oklahoma. If you would have said that guy is going to be in five years a higher-paid player than Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, I would have told you you're crazy. Well, maybe we're all crazy because that's exactly what's going down. $255 million for Jalen Hurts. Ooh, baby. It's an entry point, though, to a bigger discussion. Why did Hurts get that contract And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I, in fact, think he definitely deserves it. But why did Jalen Hurst get that contract and Lamar Jackson is sitting here in purgatory? What are the pluses and minuses of all this money that's being thrown around to quarterbacks? Why is it that NFL teams have such a hard time fully committing to fully guaranteed deals? And how does that affect this current group of quarterbacks that are going to be expected to carry the league forward now that the Tom Brady's of the world are no longer the face of the NFL, it'll be an interesting conversation as we talk NFL in hour number two, and of course we'll bring it back around to basketball, the big week of the NBA playoffs, big weekend of the NBA playoffs, and uh, what the hell do I know? We talked NBA on this show a bunch last week. We talked NBA a bunch of the party that we were at on Saturday night, and uh, <laughs> we were proclaiming Bucks Suns put it in the finals. It's no brainer. It's absolutely happening. I am as high on anybody as the Bucks, except for I think my brother. I think he said something along the lines of like bet the entire farm, ranch, and home. You know, put the mortgage and the car on the Bucks. Well, then Giannis goes down uh, with an injury, and uh, the Bucks uh, have some struggles in, in Game One, and uh, the Suns they get run past by the Clippers as well. So we'll come back around and uh, talk some NBA uh, in. Hour number two. That's our show Outlook here on Nuanas Now. It is uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. couple things for you in terms of what's coming up for us. First of all, uh, spring football will come to a conclusion in the state of Montana on Saturday. Montana State hosts its annual Sunny Holland Spring Game Saturday from Bobcat Stadium. We will be coming to you live from Bozeman on Friday. We'll be broadcasting to you from the Sky Shed uh, Restaurant and Bar, which is within the Armory Hotel. So we'll be there downtown Bozeman, coming to you from one of the the new and chic places in downtown Bozeman. Excited to check it out. I've actually never been to this place. I've I've obviously uh, I've seen the hotel uh, from outside, and I've I've certainly um, researched the property and and looked at all the pictures and stuff, but. Uh, We're really just trying to broaden our our, uh, range of all the places that we do the show from, not only here in Missoula and in Bozeman, but from around the state of Montana and anywhere else we might take the show on the road. It's one of my favorite parts about what we do. And uh, so we will be coming to you live from Bozeman on Friday. Got some special guests coming up. Uh, Ian Laird, who's the voice of Montana State men's and women's basketball on the ESPN Plus stream. He'll swing by and hang out for a little while. We'll also have some interviews Uh, from throughout the week that we'll play then for you on Friday, including Brett Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State football team. And uh, we'll also continue talking uh, about some of our other uh, common subjects. I'm sure we'll have plenty of NBA talk and uh, plenty of other things to get to as well. So that's coming down the pipe on Friday. Thanks to Town Pump for their continued support of us and our spring football coverage for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. Town Pump by the Mile. Is something we've been doing basically for this whole year, and Town Pump helps us get to and from where we're going. They help you get to and from where you're going as well. So stay tuned. A little later on this week, we'll be giving you another $50 gift card courtesy of Town Pump Food Stores, and uh, we'll also uh, be telling you all about the great things Town Pump has to offer throughout the week leading up to their sponsorship of our broadcast live from downtown uh, Bozeman on Friday leading up to the sunny Holland Spring Classic. Alright, so it's the, the, the way that this stuff spins, how fast the news cycle goes these days, it's it's just wild. And I actually think it warps people's brains because as fast as it seems like it goes, then sometimes we get addicted to how fast it goes and how much news there is and how much news you can consume, especially because you can consume news... I don't know. What is Twitter now? It used used to be 160 characters. Now it's like a little bit longer. But regardless, you can consume at least the bullet points of the news within the scope of one tweet. I would always suggest if there's a tweet that has a link, click on the link. It's going to take you two more minutes to read the story, three more minutes to read the story. And, you know, that's what we do it. Us, the writers and news reporters, that's what we do it for. But we mentioned Friday on the show. The, the latest in the dominoes that have been falling at Montana State. Raquan Battle, a first-team All-Big Sky performer and the Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP, he entered the NCAA transfer portal. He wrote a letter on uh, his Instagram stating that he would explore all options, all opportunities, but that coming back to Montana State was potentially an option. I don't really know how much I buy into any of that now given the offers that that he's accumulated uh, just over the weekend I mean he has high major offers from across the landscape of college basketball including uh, here's the list uh, that was tweeted out earlier this weekend Alabama Kansas State UCLA Texas Oregon Texas Tech Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, South Florida, Oklahoma, Cal Berkeley, and of course, where Danny Sprinkle, now the former Montana State men's basketball coach, landed, Utah State. Well, then moments after Battle announced his entry into the NCAA transfer portal, Darius Brown, the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year last year, a third-team All-Big Sky point guard. He also... Announced his entry into the portal. Then over the weekend, we were able to confirm that Montana State had narrowed its coaching search down to what, what amounted to basically two primary candidates. We were able to confirm through multiple sources that Chris Capco, who's the associate head coach at the University of Southern California, that's USC for most of the sports fans out there, and Matt Logie, who's a guy whose name has been on my radar and that we've known about for quite some time here. More on Logie's history and resume in just a little while. But Logie, currently until today, the head coach at Point Loma Nazarene, which is a Division II school in San Diego. It's a beautiful school, beautiful campus. I was checking out their website. Man, it's a private school on the beach in San Diego. I mean, probably pretty fun to go to school there. But regardless, Matt Logie was also on campus this weekend. So then Monday... I sort of figured that because there had been all this roster movement, all this fallout from the Montana State basketball program, that Athletic Director Leon Costello was going to really want to make a hire as soon as possible, especially since they had two top uh, candidates on campus checking things out. Well, then as the morning played out, we basically had both Capco and Logie tagged as the, the two choices, the, the, the two guys that Leon Costello was going to pick between. Then I, I'm sitting at a lunch meeting and I'd already gotten a couple things ready to go in case the news hit. And then Andrew texts me and he says, Great Osabars is into the portal. And I say, Okay. So I look at my Twitter. Oh, there goes Robert Ford to the portal as well. So those are two more key contributors for MSU. So I'm sitting here thinking they absolutely have to make the announcement today just to sort of stem the bleeding. Now, we're going to get into how much of this would have happened anyways, and the timing behind all of it. But then the news comes about 1 p.m. this afternoon, Matt Logie hired as uh, MSU's men's basketball coach. Now, Andrew, you and I talked extensively about all the dominoes that could and probably would fall in Big Sky Conference men's basketball, and uh, you, you thought that the number one most important domino was going to be Danny Sprinkle and whether he stayed at Montana State or went elsewhere, and then he decided to go elsewhere by moving on to Utah State. Now, to say we nailed this prediction is true, but also I don't think anybody revels in watching teams completely erode like this. So, where are we at with just sort of the the the, the state of the Big Sky? I mean, this this is sort of a microcosm of college basketball, right? Like, it, it I think it's just so revelatory to what team, assembling a team is, how hard it is to keep a team together, and how important the person that's building that team, the head coach, is to that process. Yeah, it's just the new
1: reality in college basketball, which I know sounds like a a really trite, easy phrase, but I mean, you look at the big sky, one team... Is bringing back what you would call a foundational player, and that's Dylan Jones at Weber State? Yeah. And I would say, so far... And
0: I still would say that's TBD. I know know Brett Hine from the uh, the Ogden Standard Examiner has reported, with Dylan Jones on the record, that he will return. And I thought it was good reporting, I thought the story was great, I read the whole thing. And Dylan Jones gave all sorts of very in-depth reasons on why he was staying at Weber State... I sort of cringed when I saw the story only because it came out in March. Right. And all I could think about was, okay, as of March, whatever, Dylan Jones is certainly staying in Ogden. That is a long ways away from the beginning of the season in October, and Dylan Jones is going to get what, 50 offers thrown at him from all across the country? So, I mean, yeah, you're right. For now, there's one pillar returning, and we'll even see that's TBD uh, in the future. And maybe a couple
1: more, depending on how you feel about Anand Moody at Montana or maybe somebody like Ethan Price at Eastern Washington, but just everybody else, you're seeing it. You're going to have to build a new team from the ground up almost every year. I mean, Montana State did something very uncommon last offseason in being able to keep Jabril Bello, keep Grado Sabor around, uh, keep Raquan Battle around for another year, bring everybody back. That is now the exception to the rule at this level of college basketball.
0: That's the part where, uh, you know, it's just human nature, and it's also just the nature of fans when— when tumult hits, when, when overturn is, is going crazy, when the stuff like this is churning and churning, and it just feels like the dam is open and it's bleeding. Like I've heard from so many people that are that are Montana State loyalists that are just sitting here saying, well, how are we ever going to be good at basketball again? And I've also heard from many Grizz fans that are completely reveling in the erosion of this roster and sort of the rebuild that faces Matt Logie now as he takes over at Montana State. But I'm quick to remind people that Danny Sprinkle, who came on this show consistently once a week for four years in a row during basketball season, he, he might actually be our most consistent guest because he made himself available. He he told me when he first got the job, he's like, I want to do once a week with you, 10 minutes. We'll just schedule it out. And I couldn't be more thankful to Coach Sprinkle for making that time. It made our lives easier. It also made us have the ability to cover the rise of, of what became then the best program in the Big Sky Conference over the last two or three years. But Danny Sprinkle said on this show, his first season, he defined his entire strategy. He said, I want to build a program that has a foundation, but I also understand the reality of modern-day college basketball. And modern-day college basketball is almost exclusively about roster building. It's not about building a program and developing all these guys. It's about putting a team together each year. And he's the one that said it. And I repeated his words many times when we are analyzing college sports. You can sit there and complain and bemoan the state of society and the state of the transfer portal. These kids don't have any commitment. These kids don't know what it takes, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter what you think of it. The reality is the reality. So I'm quick to remind people that while this entire thing is sort of the state of affairs in college sports right now, Montana State is back-to-back Big Sky Conference champions because they were the ones that were actually able to harness the current state of affairs better than anybody, so I don't think you can hate on Danny Sprinkle and I also don't think the world is ending for Montana State men's basketball. If Matt Logie can figure out how a way to navigate the current state of affairs in college basketball, that's the key to success at Montana State or anywhere else in the entire country. Yeah, the only
1: thing that matters is having a guy who can build that new roster every year. I mean if you can do that, you're still in a great place. And that's why I mean that's why the Matt Logie hiring is so important for Montana State. Like I was saying, you don't really get any bonus points from what Danny Sprinkle had built. It's not going to make it any easier for the new guy to build anything. But if he's the guy who can do that and can navigate this new world, you might be right back up there at the top next year. I don't think it's a, the sky is falling. You just have to accept the new reality that you can be contending every year, but
0: you're not going to be contending with the same group. Every that's right. year. That's right. That's right. right. one no, is now ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I think that's exactly right. There's a two, like a two-year window. Like what Montana State just did where they they had the same sort of core guys, even though they supplemented them with some great additions like Darius Brown, they had sort of the same core guys in Raquan Battle, and Jabril Bello and uh, great Osabar, It's a a two-year window, basically. And maybe you get lucky and you have a three- or four-year window, but I don't know how many championships you could actually win. Like, I think that the new elite is, uh, if you go back-to-back, that's as good as you're probably going to get because there's just always going to be inevitable roster overturns. The Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to a changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. We're going to get more into what we think of Matt Logie as the new head men's basketball coach at Montana State, what his history is, how he got to this point. He's been a head coach for 12 years. And albeit he's never been a Division I head coach, I do think that gave him a little leg up over some of the other guys that were in the mix for this job. I mentioned just sort of the hiring process, but I do think because you your roster can have so much attrition so quickly this day and age, it, it made it seem like, I mean, all the clamoring on Twitter and on the message boards, and I know that's not real life, and you can't live your life on those things, but all the clamoring was, This Montana State hire is taking forever. Well, really, I don't think that's true at all. Danny Sprinkle left Montana State two Fridays ago. Within a span of a week, they had a whole list of guys that they were interested in. And then by the span of eight days, they had two guys on campus. And in the span of nine days, they have a guy hired. So I think... That they did a great job in terms of the hiring process.
1: And you got to remember that while I'm sure Leon Costello was thinking about plan B's, he always had a plan in his back pocket for what happens when Danny Sprinkle left, I think he thought he had a pretty good shot at retaining Danny Sprinkle because from all the reporting that I understand about that process, it took Utah State really upping their offer to get Danny Sprinkle out of
0: Bozeman. That's exactly right. So Sprinkle took the job. He he officially was announced uh, as Utah State's head coach on April 7th, and he had his press conference on April 10th. Up until April 6th, Dave Briggle was coming back to Montana State. That's multiple sources com- confirming that. He was fully set to run it back with the Bobcats, and then Utah State made him a- an offer he couldn't refuse. You're talking about five years guaranteed money, $900,000 a year, guaranteed $25,000 a year raise, no matter what happens, a full buyout if you split ways and a private jet to recruit whenever and wherever you want. That, it's an impossible offer to turn down, but you're right. Montana State, they had to scramble because they thought up until 11 days ago that this was going to be their guy coming back. Yeah,
1: maybe you say you see the writing on the
0: wall, but I think that he, he was
1: fully confident in Danny Sprinkle coming back. So it's just, you know, I thought that the, the guys that they identified as candidates early in this process were eg- exactly the kind of guys that you would think Uh, There would be candidates. I mean, power five assistant coaches, a couple guys down at the lower levels. Uh, I think they handled it really well in terms of of getting the search done and not letting it drag on. And I also don't think that, you know, announcing a guy last week would have done anything to sort of prevent all these guys hitting the transfer portal. I don't know if there are people online arguing that, but I think that was just going to happen anyway.
0: The other thing worth noting here is – it's absolutely correct that Leon Costello and the Montana State Athletic Administration had some ideas. First of all, when a guy has the greatest run in school history, you just you have to assume, you, you at least have to have a contingency plan for if and when he moves on. You look at the guys that were basically the top, top guys in this search, including Logie, including Chris Capco, who's the associate head coach at USC, including Joe Krabenhoft. Who was a, is the associate head coach at Wisconsin, and including Ben McCollum, who's the head coach at Northwest Missouri State, those are guys that were... Uh, three out of the four of those guys were in the mix last time this job was open, too. Those are guys that Leon Costello has had targeted. So that's a good job by the AD to sort of have that stuff uh, in the works. The last uh, thing... We're going to come back to um, sort of the way that this all churns and works. Well, here's the tale of the tape on Matt Logie. It's the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications so awesome in helping support us in so many of the different things that we do. They are sponsors of all of our podcasts, both here at Missoula Broadcasting Company and at Skyline Sports. Uh, they've done such a great job uh, of helping us develop so many, so many of our intellectual properties and our great ideas. To find out how Blackfoot can help you and your small business, visit Go Blackfoot. So, I first learned about Matt Logie when Kyle Sample, one of our good buddies and uh, a former sports writer who worked at the Missoulian and then worked for us at Skyline Sports, Sample wrote a story about Matt Logie and the connections between Logie and the University of Montana, specifically University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis Takir. Now, here's the tie that binds. Coach DeKeers from Seattle, he played his high school hoops at Mercer Island High School, which is a premier program there in the Emerald City. The head coach at Mercer Island High School for 42 years is Ed Peppel. Ed Peppel's a legend in Washington State. He's one of the most revered high school coaches that uh, the Evergreen State has ever seen. He coached a variety of great players, uh, not the least of which was probably Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder was the National Player of the Year there at Mercer Island, and then went on to star at Duke, and then, of course, has become a first successful college head coach and then a successful NBA head coach. He's the head coach right now of the Atlanta Hawks. Ed Peppel, his grandson, is Matt Logie. So, Montana played Whitworth when Matt Logie was the head coach several times uh, because of that connection between Travis DeKear and Matt Logie. So so when you see the this picture circulating around of Matt Logie, Ed Peppel, and Travis DeCure, and you're sitting there thinking, these guys aren't of any sort of similar age, and they don't have any of the same last names, what's the deal? Ed Peppel is Matt Logie's grandfather. Ed Peppel also one of Travis DeCure's mentors. So that's sort of the tie that binds. While Matt Logie was at Whitworth, they were outstanding. I watched them here in Missoula, I think, three times. Incredibly well-coached, tough. Hard nosed team that was smart. I thought they executed well, shot a bunch of threes. I mean, they were very. The last time they played here in Missoula, they were very competitive against the Grizz, and I think that was why that was the last time they played here in Missoula. I think that uh, Coach Takir said, "Hey, you know, we, we, we like the exhibition, we like the connection, but we're we're not trying to play a, a D three team that's going to really push us all the way down the wire." Those teams were great though, and uh, I, I certainly remember those games pretty well. And I remember thinking that Matt Logie was a good in-game coach. You could tell his players understood what he wanted out of him. Uh, He was running good stuff. And that bared out uh, in his record. During his eight seasons at Whitworth, he won 194 games against just 35 losses. So an outstanding, outstanding win-loss record. Then at Point Loma, he's done the same. They went 29-4 this last year. Uh, They were the number one seed in their region. They hosted the NCAA Division II Tournament Regionals, uh, and they went all the way to to the regional final. They lost to Cal State San Bernardino, who, by the way, shout out Timmy Falls. Timmy Falls didn't play in that game, but he was on that San Bernardino roster. But either way, Point Loma was in the Elite Eight. Um, So here's the tale of the tape for Logie for his 12 years as a college head coach. He is 262-54. and He has the fifth highest win percentage in NCAA college basketball history. That's counting D1, D2, and D3. He's won 82.1% of his games. The only active coaches in all levels of NCAA basketball that have a higher win percentage are Mark Few of Gonzaga and Jim Crutchfield of Nova Southeastern. (laughs) I thought this was a great addition by the Point Loma SID, the sports information person at Point Loma, said that Logie has a higher win percentage than John Wooden, Dean Smith, and Mike (laughs) Krzyzewski. Granted, it's not the same level, but that's a great way to pump up your guy if you're an internal guy. But the point is, it doesn't matter what level of basketball you're at. If you're winning 82% of your games, you're winning at a ridiculous level. Like Point Loma has a, uh, a table on its website of Matt Logie's career. Every year he's been a head coach. I'm just going to rattle these off real quick. 26 and 4, 26 and 4, 23 and 6, 25 and 4, 26 and 2, 23 and 5, 24 and 4, 27 and 6, 8 and 3 during the COVID year. So that's his only non 20 win season. 21 and 10. And then this year at Point Loma, 29 and 4. My last question before we take a break and come back and have a broader discussion about where this Montana State hire fits into the overall overarching narrative of the Big Sky Conference, not only in basketball but in football. But my last question for you, Andrew, is 262 wins and just 50 losses is a staggering win-loss record. How much, if at all, does that translate to Division I or is it a clean slate? I think it translates a lot, Colter, and it's, it's part
1: of the reason why I, I really like the move You know, when you're talking about a Power 5 assistant coach um, coming in and taking over a team, you know, maybe for the first time, there are a lot of questions about that. Can he do something different from what he has been doing for most of his career? With a guy who has demonstrated success for a decade as a head coach at the lower level. Even more than a decade, right. The
0: only question is, can he keep doing what he is doing? If you you have a 10-year span and you win 20 games... Every couple of years, you're considered a legend. It's only the rarest of rare, like the John Wooden's and Mike Krzyzewskis, that are expected to win 25 games every single year. We know that he can take control of a team. Yeah.
1: We know that he can build a good staff of assistant coaches. Yep. We know that he can build a good
0: roster. Yep. We know that his teams can handle success. You also know that he can handle the academic rigors of Montana State, and that's one of the Great biggest. Point. That's one of the biggest challenges for MSU men's basketball. I don't want to get all the way in the weeds on that. But to be sure, all of the advantages that Montana State University provides, they can some of those can be disadvantages for men's hoops. Maybe we'll get into that later on in the week. But Whitworth is a premier academic institution. It's a private school in Spokane where, you know, it's challenging. You're you're getting a great education at Whitworth. It's the same thing with Point Loma. It's a private school in San Diego. So he he knows how to find guys that can handle the academic rigors as well.
1: It's a great point. Certainly now you're moving into Division One. It's it's a completely different level of play. But all that you're asking him to do, all that he needs to do, is step up and adjust the things that he has already been proven to do at the new level. Who well,
0: wants to ESPN Radio? Seems as if everybody in Big Sky Conference basketball is fleeing for different and new and elevated opportunities. In football, it seems that everybody has come back home to settle in the Big Sky Conference. Why the dichotomy? We'll hash out the parallels. Next, the Montana Basketball Hour with some football chatter mixed in. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez here coming to you from the ESPN MT studio on behalf of ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports. We're here with one of our best sponsors or our best partners here, Blackfoot Communications. This is a fun one for me though because this is like full circle. This is this is life coming full circle for us. We're here with Judy Gear. I actually knew Judy as just a baseball mom and one of the moms <laughs> of my buddies growing up when we were little kids. Judy is the channel development manager at Blackfoot Communications. How long have you been there at Blackfoot? Just about nine years. Well, so tell people just about that role. I mean, what is it that you do there at Blackfoot? At Blackfoot, we have certified channel partners uh, who sell Blackfoot services on behalf of Blackfoot. So they own their own companies, they're a local or a regional provider, and they work with Blackfoot to sell our services to their clients. So it really expands Blackfoot's reach in the area. What's your favorite part about this role that you have there at Blackfoot? It's the relationships. Blackfoot people, and I know that we talk about our culture and we talk about our people and they are just the best of the best. And I would say that our partners are that as well. They own their own companies. They have their own staff. But I'm the conduit for them within Blackfoot. So it's a real unique role. I work with other people and other companies and other businesses on behalf of Blackfoot. Well, Blackfoot's so great at helping all sorts of different businesses grow. They've helped us here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports grow so much, and it's uh, it's been a great collaboration. So if you want to find out how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. Bombshell of the day. Matt Logie hired as the head men's basketball coach. At Montana State. It's not a uh, bombshell because we knew that Montana State was going to hire a head basketball coach. It was just interesting to see how rapid and uh, all the different pieces that fell into place for it all to play out. Welcome back to On Is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hope you're having a great start to the week. If it snows anymore, I might freak out. It's supposed to be golf season. I've played three rounds of golf now, and uh, we can't be having the greens freezing and the snow coming. These guys are about to look out the window. It's just gray, I think. No snow right now? No. Safford says, no snow, (laughs) at least right now. (laughs) It's so funny. This morning I'm cutting, uh, I'm pretending to be the Jack Weatherman and cutting some stuff. And right as I'm cutting it, it starts snowing outside. So then I had to just delete what I had just recorded and re-record that it will stop snowing later. Because it was currently snowing as I was recording the thing. Uh, We digress. Nobody wants to talk about the weather. Hopefully you're having a great start to your week. Remember, we'll be on the road on Friday. Headed over to Bozeman for the Montana State Spring Game which will then conclude our coverage of spring football. Thanks to Town Pump for keeping us on the road and uh, keeping us rolling on. We'll also be coming to you live on Friday from the Sky Shed Bar, which is right in the middle of the Armory Hotel in downtown Bozeman. So if you are in or around the area, come on over, hang out. We'll be be kicking it for sure. The Montana Basketball Hour. As we do each uh, first hour of every week on your Monday – it's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot Communications can help you with fiber, internet, office networking, small business development, and a whole bunch more. goblackfoot.com the, the analysis of, of Matt Logie is interesting because I think that the guy could coach. I mean, 262 wins against 54 losses is an, is an impressive record. 20 wins in 11 of his 12 seasons as a head coach. And the only reason he doesn't have 12 out of 12 is because one of the years got shortened by a pandemic and they only played 11 games. He's been in the national tournament pretty much every year. He's won seven conference titles in 12 seasons. The numbers in terms of wins, losses is, is pretty astounding. But as we know, this day and age in college basketball, it's always been about the players. But this day and age, it's so much about the players because the players are so fickle. You never know who's coming, who's going. So my biggest question is, can Logie bring in enough players to let Montana State truly make a run at defending its last two Big Sky Conference tournament titles? I'm wondering, too, Montana State's now has a variety of of premier players in the portal. Raekwon Battle, first-team all Big Sky guys in the portal. Darius Brown, the defensive player of the year in the league last year, is in the portal. Great Osabar, the top reserve in the league, is in the portal. Robert Ford, who was the uh, sort of the backup point guard, but, but a good player at Montana State, uh, he's also in the portal. But being in the portal is not a permanent scenario, especially if the pro- program you are intending to leave gets a new head coach. It's very rare you see a guy enter the portal and then come back to the program that he left and play for the same coach. It's not as rare, though, for guys to enter the portal because of a coaching change, then pivot, and then return to the school. We saw this at Weber State in football. Kylan Weiser, who was the backup quarterback at Weber State, he played a lot in the uh, game against the Bobcats in Bozeman. He entered the portal when Jay Hill left, and then when Mickey Mental, who was his quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator, was promoted, Weiser comes back, so... It's not unprecedented. And so you know, given the, the interest that Raekwon battle is getting from across the wide world of Division One hoops, I'd be very surprised if he didn't if, if he went back to Montana State. I think that he'll end up at, at a, a huge big time program. or I think he'll end up back with Danny Sprinkle at Utah State. Great Osabar, I'm just speculating now, but I I'd have to imagine that, that his top option will be to go to Utah State and stay hitched up with Chris Haslam who was the guy who recruited him to Montana State, and is sort of the tie that binds with all the, the U.K. guys that Danny Sprinkle has built uh, his program at Montana State around, and we'll see if that connection continues. But I won't be surprised if Osabar matriculates his way to Logan, Utah. But you have to wonder if Logie then starts with his recruiting by trying to retain some of the guys that are currently on the roster, specifically Darius Brown and Robert Ford. I will not be surprised if those are the number one recruiting uh. Goals of Matt Logie, and then we'll see. We'll see what his connections are. I have heard a lot of of criticism about. Hey, the guy can win. The guy can coach in games. How is he going to rebuild a roster that needs a rebuild right away because of all the attrition? It will be a, a super uh, a big question for uh, Matt Logie at Montana State. Andrew, what do you think of just that note? Uh, just just sort of the. I mean. If I'm at Matt Logie, I'm going I'm I'm calling Darius Brown and saying you gotta come back. I mean I'm calling Raekwon Battle too just just in case, but I think Battle probably sip is, ship his sail because he's such a big time sure. recruit. Brown Brown is a 13 mile big sky guy. But like I know Raekwon Battle can play in the Mountain West. I, I think Darius Brown is a great big sky player. I think that's the level he could be at that he thrives at the most. And he did thrive last year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Danny Sprinkle
1: himself said it when he took the job at Utah State. He said, Well my first meeting is with the guys who are already in the room right here and just trying to, to retain as many of the guys as you possibly can. I think, yeah, Darius Brown and, and Robert Ford, I think he can probably offer them something, you know, to come back here. And, and that's, you know, be a part of the new generation, be a part of the new team, be the leaders of this new roster that he's going to put together. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Matt Logie's teams at Whitworth always had great guard play, especially when they for came. Sure. When That's what you saw when you came to Montana. For sure. Like, Whitworth-
0: I'll never forget the, the last time Whitworth was here was when Brandon Whitney and Robbie Beasley were freshmen for the Grizz. Mm. And Whitworth had two seniors, one who Logie had uh, recruited and developed, and another who was a D1 drop down. And there was no question who the best guards are on the court. I mean, those poor freshmen had no chance against Logie's veteran seniors. So. Uh, I mean, I've seen it in real-life person that Logie has had backcourts that could compete against, you know, mid-to-top-level Big Sky Conference talent. There you go. Come back. Be the cornerstone of this new thing that I am building in a place where you
1: have already had success. I mean, you've lived in Bozeman. You don't have to move someplace else. You know that I can develop guards. I can get you to where you want to go. I think it's a pretty
0: good pitch. Now, Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We had three Big Sky Conference openings in basketball going into the weekend. Montana State, which is now filled by Matt Logie. Idaho, on the women's side, which remains open. And Sacramento State, which now they have a new head coach, Aaron Kalhoff. Aaron Kalhoff takes over for Mark Campbell. I almost always have at least some tidbit for you about... Coaches, because the world of coaching is just is just so small. Uh, I know nothing uh, about. Aaron Kalhoff. Have we found out anything about him? He's he's from BYU. Do I have that at least right? He was at BYU last year, at Penn State the year before, and then
1: he spent several years at LSU before that.
0: Okay, and he also has ties to TCU, I'm seeing here now, too. Ironically, that's where Mark Campbell left from Sacramento State to go take over as the head coach. My initial
1: reaction to this, Coulter, is that Sac State's going to try to uh, build a team the same way. I mean, this is a guy who has a ton of experience as a Power 5 assistant. He... Looks like he was one of the, the the lead recruiter at BYU. Looks like he has some experience in bringing in JUCO transfers uh, at several of these schools. Looks like a kind of guy who you think can go into the portal and get a couple players. You can build a team around that can compete at the top of the Big Sky Conference next season, uh, even if they don't have anybody returning from that Big Sky title team this year, which they don't. I mean, I think Sac State's women's team with Mark Campbell, and now it seems like call off is similar. Have really embraced that new new wave of of doing things uh, quicker and and more to to a higher extreme than anybody else. So that's just my initial read.
0: Is that that will continue? I, I heard a good take. I actually can't remember who it was from, so I can't cite them. This is not my take, but this is this is a rehashing of that take. And that is that once upon a time, people were extremely mad at guys like Reggie Jackson. And some of the other pioneers of free agency in pro sports. It's been about 50 years that we've had free agency in pro sports. But people of a certain age and a certain generation could never fathom that the the players that their favorite teams would draft or sign could ever leave. And they hated the fact that you could. And it was a point of vitriol from fans and a point of angst among people that didn't like it forever. For for probably twenty years, and even now, I think that there's still a little bit of angst that's uh, attached to free agency, especially when you have guys that maybe jump to a, a way bigger market simply because of money. But by and large, it's been it's been we accept it. We accept what it is. I think that that's kind of the horizon we're at right now, though, in college sports. People are going to clamor and yearn for several more years, if not 10 more years, about how they wish it was how it used to be. Build a team. You have three fifth-year seniors that have been together since the beginning, you know? Like Montana State's women's basketball team might have, this last year, might have been the last of of a dying breed where you had girls who were Big Sky champions as freshmen chasing a Big Sky championship with the same core as seniors. That might just be dead. At some point... If the coaches and the athletic departments and the athletic directors are turning the page and they're making hires like Aaron Kalhoff at Sacramento State where you're saying, hey, let's just go repeat the formula we used last time. We don't need stability. We don't need any sort of character building. Let's just go get the best players we possibly can that are on the market every single year and run it back and let's see how many games we could win. I think once people accept that that's exactly how it is, it might be a lot easier to pallet to sort of the way that things have gone.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right. I think we are sort of in that transition period right now because college sports has been defined by sort of the journey of the athlete, right? The development right. process of the athlete. You're getting kids straight out of high school. You're watching them for a couple of years. All the, the yeah. fans that are super far into it are used to hearing these names as freshmen, as people who can develop into something, becoming invested in their journey, watching them develop and, and watching yeah. them turn, in, turn into something. That's just... You know, I'm not going to say that's never going to happen anymore. Like, right. you couldn't have a team like the Darian White team at Montana. S- sure. Or at Montana State, excuse me. Sure. But I think what the Sac State women did is going to become just as effective,
0: right? For, no, for sure. I mean, think about how many people were keen to tune in to Gonzaga versus UCLA in the men's basketball tournament this year. Because you had the the these characters that had been around forever. People, I heard so many times the cliche of... Man, Drew Timmy's been in college forever. When's that guy ever going to leave? And then you realize he's actually only been in college for three years. He still has another year left. It just seems like he's been in college forever and ever and ever because he was at the same school as a star for three years. The same thing w- with some of those UCLA guys. Like uh, Jaime ha- Jaime Hawkins, like, he was a four-year player at UCLA. You watched him in the tournament every year. It just seems like such a rarity these days but I think once people accept that it's just not necessarily going to be the case over and over that that's just it will help make your college basketball viewing experience better.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting from the schools and the programs perspective too because like you said, the schools that recognize that the quickest yeah. and adapt to that the quickest are the schools that are going to succeed here and that's, you know, sort of what what it really comes down to for Montana State to bring the conversation full circle here is that if Matt Logie can, can realize that and adjust to that,
0: they're probably going to be okay. More on the State of Affairs Big Sky Conference sports. On the Montana Basketball Hour, it's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades. Blackfoot customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for your business, visit GoBlackfoot.com. Everybody in the Big Sky and men's hoops and, and just in basketball in general is leaving. Everybody in football left and then came home. What's the deal? Why is there that dynamic? We'll do that. Plus, the Big Sky Conference freshman of the year is headed to Utah State. Is Danny Sprinkle going to assemble a Big Sky Conference all-star team in Logan? If so, how would that team fare in the Mountain West? We'll debate both. Keep it right here. No is now. ESPN Radio. now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Especially in sports talk radio, and just in general in our conversations, we use overrated and underrated too much, and then all of a sudden if something's underrated, it becomes ironically overrated, and, and back and forth we go. But I will say still, I will proclaim that I believe that Gladys Knight and the Pips are one of the most underrated acts. One of the most underrated musical groups ever, man. Gladys Knight is such a trailblazer, and she doesn't get the credit for it. We actually got to ask Rajim about this, because he's actually prompted me to talk about this before. So next time, Rajim Subrook's in studio. We'll talk some Gladys Knight and the Pips and some soul music. Welcome back. This is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Only a few minutes left here on the Montana Basketball Hour, but we're going to keep talking about the news of the day. MSU, Montana State that is, hires Matt Logie as its new head men's basketball coach. He takes over for Danny Sprinkle after one of the most successful runs in MSU history. Look around the big sky in, in men's basketball, and even as somebody that's covered the league... For 17, now going into 18 years this next season, I can't proclaim to know any of the coaches really well. Uh, you know, I used to say I know Randy Ray pretty good. I've I've talked to Coach Ray, you know, dozens of times. Brian Katz at Sac State, same deal. Travis DeCure at Montana, now 10th year uh, head coach for the Grizz. Certainly, know Coach Trav very well, and and you know he he's been such a big part of our coverage at at ESPN Radio and and Skyline Sports. But there's just so many new faces in the big sky. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just is. A lot of new and up-and-coming guys that we're still kind of getting our, our uh, bearings with. David Riley, he's from Washington. Eric Duff at Weber State. David Patrick at Sac State. I mean, I've interviewed all those guys only a couple times. Shane Burkhardt at even NAU, even. Ryan Looney at Idaho State. A lot of newer-to-new head coaches in the big sky. Then I think about the football league, and it's like back to the future or something. Like, (laughs) here I am as a 35-year-old guy, and the coach that I first started covering when I first started covering college football when I was 19 is still the coach at Montana. But he took like a hiatus, and now he's back. Bobby Houck was in Vegas and in San Diego, but it's sort of a return to the beginning of my career. Aaron Bess has been at Eastern Washington since the very beginning. I I started covering the Big Sky Conference in in some form or fashion. Paul Wolf was at Eastern when I first started covering the Big Sky. Now he's at Cal Poly, and on down the line. So I want to have a discussion about why in basketball it seems like everybody's trying to move on and move up, and in football so many people have come back to the fold. We'll do that in hour number two. But one last piece of news for the day: Not only uh, did Raquan Battle and Darius Brown of Montana State enter the transfer portal last Friday, then that was followed up by Great Osabar and Robert Ford from MSU entering the transfer portal today, and then Nigel Burris, who was one of the first transfer portal entries out of the Big Sky Conference, the Big Sky Conference's Freshman of the Year last year at Idaho, he lands at Utah State. So there's been all this speculation that Danny Sprinkle. Might go after Raquan Battle and Great Osobar and and some of these guys that are leaving MSU, but now Danny Sprinkle got one of the best players from the Big Sky Conference, not from MSU. So then it harkens this broad question: How would a Big Sky Conference All Star team fare in the Mountain West? We're up against it, so we will address both of those questions on the other side. A continue of the continuation, excuse me, of the Montana Basketball Hour. Into hour number two. How lucky are you guys? The Montana Basketball Hour is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in an ever-changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right service for you and your business, Visit GoBlackfoot.com. More Montana basketball hour. Why is everybody returning to the Big Sky Conference in football when they're on their way out in basketball? And how would a Big Sky Conference all-star team fare in Mountain West hoops? We'll do both of those next, plus NFL, NBA, and everything in between. It's Nuanez Now, Hour 2, coming at you, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Colter Nuanez. From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, They're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M-Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time.